0: hello everyone wherever you are in the world i've just come back from Sainsbury's. i rushed over dropped down those bags because i was worried i was going to be late for my fantastic guest here who i've known for quite some time through the architecture world and recruitment world and i am super honored to have um someone here that i've respected for a long time please welcome damon so damon bowen ashwin that is a double triple barrel
1: name barrel name of
0: awesomeness damon it's so good to have you here
1: how are you all right thanks steven and thanks for rushing back and uh, sorry to make you have to say my name because it is a mouthful even i get a bit sick inside it's... of how long it is sometimes. no i like it
0: i i just <laughs> i just you know in my head sometimes i was like is it Ashwin Bowen or Bowen Ashwin? But I, I had this cheeky look and I got it right. But uh, <laughs> the no, and don't, and don't worry about the Sainsbury's bags because it was me who organized it. So I should be the one <laughs> on time. But Damon, uh, we'll forget Sainsbury's for a second because they're doing really well. And I, we're not about there. We want to talk about architecture. We want to talk about all the good stuff. But mm-hmm. it's quite interesting because you're not currently directly... You're indirectly in the architecture world. and You have all these communities now, but mm. perhaps you can
1: tell me what you've been up to for the last year or two. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, as you know, I'm from the architecture background, but for the yep. last year or so, I've transitioned. Well, literally a year ago, I opened up my business, Adapter Flow Coaching. So I've moved into live coaching. So gone from helping people find find a career to helping people figure out... How can I get the best out of myself in life and uh, what's holding me back? And uh, where do I really want to go? Um, right. And sometimes it's correlated, sometimes it's not. Um, and uh, I still have a couple of clients I've kind of diversified a little bit away from architecture, but still have certainly great contacts within the, the architecture industry and a couple yeah. of clients at the moment who are, um, from my, uh, my days of being in, uh, in the architecture world. Um, so yeah slight shift but almost a continuation on but a bit more depth into people's lives now as opposed to uh just on the career side i find
0: it fascinating and so i can i can learn a lot from you here as well because let's talk about what you were doing before and i still do to an extent of recruitment and is that is that our word that everyone worries about oh my gosh it sales of people that people are leaving the the podcast now they're hanging up on spotify but it's really interesting because recruitment is involved with people's professional lives which does have a knock-on effect on the personal life and the personal life has a knock-on effect of the professional life and the thing is recruitment is and to an extent it is it involves in all that facets and that we have to understand all those facets because it is important to understand the people with where they are in these big decisions however that what was quite interesting is In recruitment, you can only do so much, isn't it? I'm not a life coach. I can advise the most efficient ways to maybe do your CV, your portfolio, how to handle situations, but ultimately it comes down to the person to choose what they want to do and where they want to go. So Mm -hmm. I would love to know a little bit about then, can you run through a typical scenario that you might help people with and, and how it's different than
1: recruitment before then, Damon? Yeah, absolutely, and so I guess coaching did come into recruitment a little bit, like from from you know your experience like as well. I would imagine you know when you're you say it is kind of limited, but it comes in in little areas where we're little bits. We're talking to yeah. a candidate saying, okay, well. I've got to have this conversation with your boss, with my boss about how to leave. And you want them to leave in the right way for the right reasons. And the, so it's about kind of empowering them to be able to kind of confident enough, have those kind of conversations with their boss. Um, yes, so yeah, it, it did kind of creep in in little ways, didn't it? But now my focus is very much on, you know, I come from my point of view probably of kind of health, and that's not what people come to me typically for, always for, but I think right. at the end of the day, I just look at things from a health perspective of how to get the best out of ourselves when our bodies are running optimally. Um, so mm-hmm. typically people come to me at the moment because they're feeling a little bit stuck in life and Right. they... They know where they want to, in fact, I was going to say, they know where they want to go. Sometimes they don't. They know where they think they might be wanting to go, but they know something's kind of quite, something's missing. Um, yes. So, so it, perhaps it might be that they've been in a job for 15 years um, and they're looking for a bit of a change um, On in contrast to that. They might be yeah. in their job for 15 years and they're, they're just missing that spark. And uh, they've probably been a bit worn down for the last two years of COVID, having to go working from home, are we not? Are we doing this? What's kind of going on? How's it affected the industry? Um, any industry, you know, everyone's been affected by COVID. Um yes. and we've lost a bit of confidence. Um and a little, little bit of self belief. And my job is to help people start to kind of believe in themselves again. Um and usually people do believe in themselves, but probably not to the extent that I think or I believe that we should do. We don't really give ourselves enough credit. We talk to ourselves like we're our own worst enemy. You know, our self-talk to ourselves is like, it's horrible. If we talk to our friends how we talk to ourselves, then that quote of we'd have no friends, Um, (laughs) which is pretty true. And generally, we, you know, we're probably going through a life, we're fairly happy, but there's... We've lost a bit of self-confidence, um, mm. and that's not all the time. It's just in, it crops up in certain moments when there's a bit more tension, now there's a bit more pressure. And uh, my job is to help people to, to really start to believe in themselves, but not just in the way of, hey, I can do this. It's actually, you know what, I can actually do anything. And I mean absolutely anything if I put, a mind, well, if I put my mind to it. Um, mm. And it kind of goes so much more beyond... What we think we're capable of, Um yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, look, there's so many nuggets there because
0: I'm. I, I tell you what, there's been a few times because I had a business before, and we were joking just before we recorded this podcast because we both would recruit. When I used to run my own business, and we occasionally do this weird dance that recruiters do of seeing each other but not really talking, which is absolutely bizarre. Because now, the more recruiters that I speak to, it's just a fact of like You have competitors. Much like architects are competing with other architects, just because you're running for the competition doesn't mean you can't say hello to each other. so hopefully matured in in that front. But the point where I was going with is that I used when I used to run that business, there was times when it was going amazing and there was on some very stressful times because I basically I entered that business commitment, which is effectively a relationship. There was two partners, we had an equal bit of a company, and I, and there was good times, bad times, and I probably went into it a little bit naive. And there's only so much you can talk to your friends about it before even I was aware. I didn't want to be that guy, you know, like when you're having the pint to bring everyone down or I was even boring myself. And so I remember at the time I, you know, I had a personal therapist, which is not exactly what you do, but what I'm saying is that it was extremely beneficial for me and I don't see any stigma talking about it because if I didn't have that at that time, I think just everything would have just, the world would have completely swallowed me through and then also I can see um what would have been useful at the time for someone like yourself a life coach was doing an awkward point where I was kind of coming to terms with I didn't really want to do my part free and then I wanted to do something else and I, I don't know what the expression is Damon but I kind of went out of the frying pan I uh, was it uh, like out of the saucepan into the boiling pot or whatever into basically pot, I went yeah. uh, yeah yeah into the fire because exactly because i went from architecture to recruitment and you know it's like you rock up in recruitment and it's like okay make 30 calls go and you're like ah, 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 oh gosh and but they, it all worked out in the end it would have been good to have someone then and just to send it back to what you're talking about um yes in in terms of because especially last year during the pandemic while i do a bit more recruitment now there's this thing called covenants, I'm sure architecture businesses have it as well, where I couldn't really do as much recruitment. So I did a lot of career coaching. And what I learned is that I would talk about CVs and portfolios, and I still do that to a little extent, but it was somehow, it would I could see the core issue in that person. You know, it wasn't really the CV of the portfolio they were talking about, or, or mm. it wasn't just about getting the CV and portfolio out to there was something unfulfilled or there was something that they were coming to terms with and that's and, and and in a cv portfolio session i can only do so much and what i learned is and and the, i was involved with one of the two charities and i was speaking to a Narc6 charity and i was saying like well actually i think this person would benefit from long term coaching of course yeah. that's not possible for everyone at every time but it's massively beneficial so I, i'm saying damon and i'm sure you see that as well it's just Sometimes getting the c v or portfolio ready is the tip of the iceberg of all these thoughts and feelings underneath right
1: yeah absolutely and i think uh you could have really touched on a on a great point there and it's lovely that you saw that just within your kind of uh, within your realm of kind of uh, career coaching um because as you say we're we present all these as we're kind of talking about putting together our c. v or the next move. We're displaying yeah. a lot of uh, essentially we're showing to whoever we're talking to how we view the world. And that's yeah. it's reflected in how we view our C V. But actually what it means is I'm worried about this, I'm worried about that. And uh, you know, if we're getting too over analytical on things or worrying about this too much, worrying about that, we're getting really attached to things. So it certainly does give us as, you know, when we're in the recruitment world, it gives you a little insight into well, something else is going on in that person's life, hence or over the first place. Um, and then, wow, they've got so many things to consider. But what, why are they re- why are they really making this move? And uh, we don't always get to the kind of in recruitment. Don't always get to the kind of bottom of that. But no, quite often it's not just for the career move. It might be because they're feeling unfulfilled. Um, might be because they they grew up and that that was an architect and or their mum and they felt that's the, that's the route for me. And, uh, it was kind of, uh, following the family footsteps and then 20 years down the line or 10 years down the line, they're thinking, Ooh, but essentially the, the world we see tends to be a reflection of where we are as a person. So yeah, yeah, very much. So when you're having a talk with someone about their CV and their career, um, how they're presenting to you is very much. They're not giving you the exact story, but they're really giving their characteristics, they're giving you a real insight to what's going on. And uh, there's something holding them back or something, or there's some fear-driven thing in there, whether it's fear yes. of judgment, whether it's fear of um, failing or whatever it might be, or fear of expectations of themselves, got really high expectations or quite often being too hard on ourselves. I mean, uh, we're all pretty hard on ourselves, aren't we? And yeah. You know, I'm getting better at not being hard on myself because uh, I've learned the value of just treating me like becoming my own best friend, as corny as it sounds, but loving myself and becoming your own best friend. You're like, wow, your world starts to change. But uh, yeah, you certainly do see a glimpse of that when, uh, and probably a little bit more when, when you're in the recruitment world and people are making these big life changing decisions. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, well, I say it so easily, Damon, and then I'm guilty of running with the ball myself. We all do it. And that's, I think, the important distinction that me and you are trying to get to here is that people are not hiding stuff. They don't know what, and that mm. it's the role is you have to dig it out of someone. It's, it's a bit like the Arctic's role is when they get the client, you know, you've got to get the client, or you know what the client really wants when you're designing this house, but you have to go through that process of, letting the client know that your vision is the right vision. And there's, there's a few components in that. There's trust, there's experience and understanding. And, and, and that's, I tell you what, the first thing, when I had a therapist a while ago is to get over is that they they're, they they're there to support you unequivocally. But that also means they don't always agree with everything you say, which is a bit of a shock at first, because mm. you can, it depends what you're looking for and how you are going into it and. I guess a bit like um, there's loads of stories because, you know, in recruitment, we could talk for ages about that person who wanted this and that. And, you know, I've got all these great stories as well. But it is all people and it's all psychology and it's people going throughout their careers, which is really important. So it is it is a fascinating um process. So tell me, Damon, there must have been something. Was it just like the thousand CV or something? And you just like, you know, I've had it. Enough of this, or was it, or did you feel like I, I can't be bothered with Stephen Drew looking at my LinkedIn profile anymore? Was <laughs> there a particular reason you you left me stranded here? It,
1: it, well, well there, there was a there was one main reason, but very before I do that, I just want to kind of come back to something because I'm Please really glad in mental health, and um, yeah, I just love the fact that you're sharing so openly about kind of having therapy because. We all, it's kind of, it has been a bit of a taboo subject, hasn't it? And I had some last year and, and the year before last because of a few things I was going through. And you say there, it's just there to kind of support you and, uh, yeah, you always hear what you want to hear. Um, but, um, it's just looking after your health. It's that simple. So, uh, as men, we're not very good always at, uh, no, um... the strong silent type, which, yeah. uh, if you ever watch Tony Soprano,
0: doesn't know and it doesn't always go that well, the strong silent type. Yeah, that comes
1: out in one way <laughs> or another, right? Exactly. So, uh, so look, credit to you. Uh, thank you for kind of sharing that. I think that's no uh, hopefully, I would take that as um, someone's listening to this thinking, right, okay, I'm not the only one, and that's the message I take. With yeah, you you're just sharing that is you're not the only one, and we're not. So, someone else has done, you know, hopefully, you can inspire someone else to kind of uh, ask for a bit of support in whatever way yeah. you get at some point. Um, yeah, and,
0: and probably just before. We go back to the question that I asked you. I know I'm putting off my own questions here. (laughs) But another good thing is it's not even just, I think, support therapy. And there's loads of really good resources out there. You know, you have the Architects Benevolence Society, which kind of support mental health. The people like yourself are awesome. But also, um, while working last year with Ackroyd Lowry, which is an architecture practice, I was quite impressed by, because I got a lot of exposure to the To the senior management team and they have non-equity directors non-equity advisors and it's a different form of this open talk but it was almost like business therapy business coaching it wasn't a personal thing but it it was extremely rewarding and and i it's so easy to dismiss this at first because i was just like how much you paying that guy for a day but then obviously this person uh who's a non-equity advisor has like 50 years of experience of maybe something that can offer the business a lot of value. And again, mm-hmm. it was another example, slightly different of what we're talking about, but support in another way. Yeah. And and then this, in terms of the business sense, there was um, a financial return, but in also, for example, I've learned a lot from Macro, I come in and talk when I talk to them about, about recruitment and optimize that process. So there's always, you can always learn from these different things and I find it really
1: valuable, you know? Mm, Absolutely. I love the the fact that just we could all remain open-minded to learning for the rest of our lives. (laughs) And it's almost as simple as that. Just be open to learning and uh, and just see where the support comes from. Don't be afraid to ask for it. And uh, it comes in all shapes and sizes, as you say.
0: Well, well, that's that's it. I mean, if, if anyone wanted to take away one thing from this podcast, it would be that. We got a bit more time, you know. Mm. You know, I, Sains, my Sainsbury shop done, so I'm in the <laughs> Yeah, I've got the time booked off. Um, I'd I'd love to know if if you were happy to talk about it. So, I transition because because I transitioned from architecture to recruitment and and mm. do bits and bobs of other things. And you spent a long time, you know, knowing getting through you in know, architecture. You work with these amazing architecture practices. You met
1: awesome candidates, and
0: you decided. I'm gonna do
1: something a bit different. Yeah, and and basically it wasn't just that you were staring at my LinkedIn profile and uh, <laughs> isn't it funny? You were it's weird every day. It's weird human on... behaviour. Yeah, it's like recruiters. You don't wanna and you know what? As I was just before I left recruitment, one of my little projects was um to try and set up a committee where recruiters would talk to each other, um, have a bit of a round table meeting once a month or once a quarter and say you know, what have we learned about the market and who's messing who around or whatever it is? How can we support each other and not just be yeah. at each other's uh, say at each other's <laughs> throats? Because that's not actually how it was, but there is that kind of big role for I can't talk to because he's from another agency and uh, yeah, um, it's 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 a bit like
0: if I can use the analogy, David. You know, like um, when I came I came to London. I was in college. So I grew up in Wales, and I was like, oh, I'm going to study in London. And they're like, oh, Are you sure about that? They don't like us over there. You know that, right? And I was like. Oh, well, I've kind of already going. They're like, you need, you shouldn't tell people you're Welsh in London. And then it was just this absolute nonsense. And then it was incredibly accepted. And I think in recruitment, it's the same thing. Everyone I speak to, it's fine. But there's this thing of, oh, don't share. I don't want to share. Maybe someone
1: will do something bad, which is just so counterproductive. It is, it is here. But having worked in Dubai and Hong Kong, you know, we'd go out with our competition, you know, and you'd pretty much openly talk about Oh, you got Johnny and now you got, you know, Jimmy and whoever it was. And uh, it wouldn't be such a, because you're an expat, you could have, you've, you're actually, you're cutting off your nose to uh, spite your face. You know, you're limiting the people and you don't care. You're just bonding. You're like, oh, but when you come back to London, then it uh, it was a little bit different. Yeah. But um Again, we're, we're getting a little bit sidetracked. But, <laughs> but my nice. I'm t- terrible hosting skills. Okay, sorry. So you transitioned like, from recruitment into yeah. yeah, coaching. Into coaching. And it was probably on the cards at some point, but it just happened a lot quicker than uh, I was going to because I'd read so many since about 2005. But <laughs> I remember when my mum bought me a book called The Monkey Sold Ferrari by Robin Sharma um and susan jeffers book feel the fear and do it anyway and so i've been reading self-improvement books for years and years and years and these people i was looking up to i thought they were called self-improvement gurus or i didn't even know what they were called i just thought they were kind of motivational speakers didn't realize they were coaches and then um Mm. 2019 you know was it gone really well i'd had a great kind of billing year um as kind of one half of sketch and um I'd be back in the UK for kind of about five years at the time, and you know, I was generally pretty happy in life. Um, something wasn't quite right, but I was kind of fairly happy and making kind of strides. And then, then December 2019, I'd be having these kind of amnesia kind of episodes where I'd just would wouldn't. I'd wake up in the morning and uh, only for about five minutes, but I'd know where I was, but I wouldn't. I'd be confused about something the first time it happened i was like right i'm out in france how did i get out of here when did i come out here and then then eventually it would come back so I went, wow. yes and uh which was a bit freaky but i put it down to it was always two days after. or something right? it, it was always two days after drinking um so and what was happening was my brain was getting um dehydrated and the contrast of the two um of kind of drinking and then kind of the was kind of swelling my brain a little bit at the time. I didn't realise and causing me to have wow. kind of type of epileptic seizure. Um, so I went to go wow. and get it checked out, and I thought I just, I was thinking oh, I have probably just got some sort of chemical imbalance type thing. Yeah, but uh, the neurologist said, "Well, let's do some tests. Have an MRI and also have an e EEG, um, which kind of looks at your the brain signals, all that type of stuff." Um, I'm probably not saying the right medical terms here, but uh um Don't worry. And I wasn't expecting anything back from the MRI. I was just expecting the EEGs to say, Oh, you've got a chemical imbalance of this. Um but uh but that didn't quite happen. Bang, I get the the disc back, um or the report back and it says you have a brain tumor. And right. really wasn't expecting it. I knew something was going on, but and that was just pretty bloody big shock to the system. Um, and yeah, of course Thankfully it was, and then, but I'd had a scan done and I hadn't had the contrast, which is where they inject you with the dye. So they can see essentially whether it's aggressive or non-aggressive. And so i got the news if you've got a brain tumor. It's pretty big, but we don't know. <laughs> we don't know whether it's cancerous or not. Essentially we don't know whether it's high grade aggressive or low grade, kind of slow growing. Um, so I had another day of waiting, um, as I have another scan to say, Oh, what type is it? And it could have all sorts going through my head, but mm. eventually get the news that it is. You've got one, but it's slow growing, low grade. We can operate. We'll never remove all of it because it's not defined, but we then monitor you, but life will continue for the moment, you know, and uh, we need to be careful of it, but, um, you know, we can do something about this. So it was enough of a kick to going to go, right, I think something needs to change in a life. And maybe this is a chance for, uh, you know, to kind of move out of recruitment and into something else. And I wasn't thinking that, I was thinking that subconsciously. I wasn't kind of saying, hey, I'm moving out of recruitment. I would just, what actually happened was I had the operation February, 2020, Mm -hmm. just before COVID happened. And then as COVID happened, um, you know, the country locks down March 23rd. And I'm left with running a recruitment business with no jobs and a lot of time on my hands. So it was a great time for me to kind of reflect and start thinking. A client of mine had posted on LinkedIn saying, um, I'm at the end of my coaching qualification. And in order to kind of qualify, I need to do 10 external coaching interviews. He was up for some free coaching. So i sent him a message and he said, well, you're too late, but let's have a chat about coaching anyway. Um, And uh, he put me uh, at a, chat. So Richard Marshall of Perkinsville over in LA. Um, thank you very much for sending me on this course with this particular kind of coaching organization. And uh, I looked at the website, spoke to a few people there and I was like, these guys seem like they're talking my language. They talk about energy and it just felt like genuine as opposed to a sales marketing type thing. Um, mm. And uh, COVID, it, I think because COVID was happening, it kind of gave me the opportunity to A, recover a bit um, after the op, but B, think, all right, well, I can start doing a bit of personal development at the moment and uh, I'll take on this coaching qualification, but look at it as a bit of personal development. And if it goes into coaching, brilliant. But if not, I'll just be a bit more aware, a bit more conscious, and be better able to kind of handle life and get the best out of myself. Um, And uh, so that started, and so I started the kind of coaching What was it? uh, July 2020. Um, it was a nine-month program, pretty intense, and came out the other side. So about a year ago today, roughly ish, set up Adapt and Flow coaching. Um, and first couple of months were a bit tricky, just trying to find new clients, and not too much was happening. And uh, but I was starting to build some confidence and get a few clients here and there. Um, and I'd uh, found starting to find a bit more of a groove in life, but also. Still something wasn't quite right. And, uh, I went for a scan in May, 2021, um, cause I had these scans every six weeks, six months, just to see what's, uh, what's going on with the, the little bit of residual mass that's left in there. And it showed a bit of growth and I, on the one hand was expecting it. On the other hand, wasn't expecting at all. So I know that's a bit of a contrast, um, knocked me absolutely on my feet, off my feet for about three weeks. So I was just in fear mode panicked um, strangely I just won a, a client at the time a kind of a, a, a contract with the a, a firm called this a digital um, advertising tech firm um, and that work was really useful for me because um, and it was at the very beginning um, but I just found I was getting really enjoying the conversation they were making me feel better um because I just love, I actually found something that I really enjoyed doing. So I found that having a purpose in life and having something you really enjoy doing for that one hour session, each time it's like, right, okay. I get to talk about life here and how to make, get the best out of ourselves. So that could have helped me through actually, like this kind a three week period where I was just in pieces and then the contract can started. Um, and timing was pretty, pretty good for that. But I managed to just turn things around, I think. I got a bit of inspiration from loads of different things. Went off, breathing, cold showers, and um, which is great for mental health, great for your immune system. Um, it's great for so many things. And it kind of gave me the mindset um, or helped me kind of start to get a mindset. I also read a few books around people who'd gone through different diseases or kind of cancer survivors and radical omissions, it's called. So the nine key factors that people have in common when they go through, when they, they're given some sort of diagnosis. And mine wasn't, you've got five months to live or even three years to live. It was a, a lot different to that, but it was still, you've got something mm-hmm. life threatening. So I read all these books and got some inspiration from them. I suddenly realized got this kind of, my coaching skills started to kind of kick into place a little bit in terms of, well, we've got so many choices available to us every single day. Instead of just thinking once I can kind have of pushed through the fear and almost surrendered to it, or like oh, this is scary. Actually, when you push through, you think, well, what am I actually scared of? And then that's almost a different kind of conversation altogether. But I eventually kind of got to a place where I pushed through the fear and realized that I had so many different choices and I could take a bit of power back and take control of my life a bit more and even start by making little changes to my diet but also started believing that what we put in our mind is so crucial so if you think about our mind as the blueprint to everything else that happens so the thoughts that go in just basically make our belief system and the whole world outside um or the way we see the world so if i and i even got to the extent where i now where i am now where i believe we can actually do anything if we put minds to it including healing ourselves so no matter what it is because we just have to create the right conditions but we also have to believe it and we've also got to give the blueprint um to our mind so that you can then start creating it and then the hormones are released and it it kind of happens that way um if i'm quite explaining mm. myself
0: but look no I, 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 a lot <laughs> no i get it i was enjoying listening and it's quite and it's quite you know it's quite interesting hearing your story there's a lot of emotions going through my head as well because i i imagine as you said you're just shocked for a second we talk about um the news of of, of, of getting a brain tumor it, it's uncanny i know people say a lot but I think you always think these things are never going to happen to you until they do, right? It's like it's mm. one of them. It's one of these things out there. I know it happens to people, but there's this weird thing in your brain, isn't it? Where you are like, me?
1: Yeah, uh, like,
0: can't be me. No. Yeah, yeah, I'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I, and then I always think, I I can't relate to that. So that's why it's interesting to hear. I guess where. I can relate on the business front, which is definitely interesting, is because I too had a second lease of life during the pandemic. Because, like you, um, unfortunately, Damon, when things are up, yep, the phones are ringing and we're busy bodies around town. But the pandemic, and I was, I was on the way to a client, a meeting, and I'll never say the name of this person, but you'll laugh. They were like yeah this pandemic will be over in two weeks and I was thinking now there's no one around right there's no one around mm-hmm. and um I went with my colleague for like a last lunch and then the week after it was furlough world or whatever you want to call it and um I was on you know I was like yeah, we really value you Steve but i gonna put you at your team on furlough and then I shortly went after and it was like the domino effects and at the time I was at a loss with what to do, you know, and, and there's like, there was like a week or three weeks of, I I call it, and it's not far from the truth. So I'm not exaggerating boozing and Netflix you know, it's just, you know, living or I am not really looking after myself in that front. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to do something which was stimulating, which became into the architecture social, which, and if I'm being really honest, it's a blessing and the burden, because I think I went too far. I've got the, I've reined it in now, but my strength and weakness is when I do something, I do it a hundred percent, but it can mm-hmm. almost be at expense of, well, I've as of other sides of my health or personal relationships and not seeing friends and stuff. And And, and that, you know, especially when you're young, you can kind of get away with it a little bit, but my body clock and the world is just keeping on going. So. Oh, it, and it, and it's catch really too, because I was developing this website. I was experimenting. I was doing the community for the right place at the right time. And it was a full-time job when I was on furlough, which I wasn't being paid for. And luckily it wasn't attached to where I was working at the time. And McDonald and the company were quite supportive and have a good relationship. now for them that to happen, but it was a bizarre situation. I created myself because I had a full-time job, not working, but working. Do you get what I mean? It was like, it was. The project became a job, and I would have to turn up to stuff. And and yeah, yeah, it was it was interesting. But to loop it back to where, which talking about career coaching, and 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 we had a little bit of a talk, and I think we both bizarrely were having the same situation because at the start, when you were doing coaching, you it was coaching in the wide sense. You 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 when you started thinking about. Is it CV coaching? Is it a life coaching, which I'm really passionate about? Is it inspiring people? Is it doing this and that? And I mm. became a, a bit of a generalist and, and it's quite awesome to see you now hone in on that. So do you, do you want to walk with that? Because is it, was it certain parts of coaching that you thought, like you said, oh my gosh, I love this. And was there other bits where you just thought, well, I can do
1: that. But if I focus on this part, mm. I'm more effective. Yeah, absolutely, and I think I could have had to kind of go on a bit of a journey. But firstly, also from my memory, I definitely need to kind of shout you out because you we must have connected on LinkedIn, and then you just sent me a nice message. You said I've watched a few of your videos and found them really inspirational. So I've then you, uh, yeah, you were the yeah. one who could have uh, actually made the brave step to me first. So I just you know, uh, soon you sent that like you had me. I was like, this guy is genuine. Yeah, right. I've got time for <laughs> Stephen. Well, uh, we did. No
0: more LinkedIn weird dancing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Of profiles. Just like, oh, my, oh, like human being to human being. Yeah. It, exactly. And, um, yeah, so thank you for doing
1: that. Like that.
0: No, really no. can kind of, have, uh, yeah. But, but no problem. When I was really. saying I did, just to clarify for the listeners, I wasn't like, I did write the message. It was more like, I did like your videos. And I was like, there was something nice about them. And I think what I quite enjoyed and what I quite enjoy about all your stuff statement in particular, there's like this pace online, especially in this TikTok world and I, I've got to do some reels and stuff. I keep putting them off. Right. But there's this pace online of information fast and I felt like adapt and flow, was just a little bit of a breather. There was something there and it was quite nice. And that kind of, it pierced the noise. And that's when I reached out cause I thought, oh, there's something, something nice about like. It felt like the pace of breathing.
1: If that makes sense in a weird way, Seth. Uh, no, it does. Thank you. you. Yeah. And it's, um, well, I guess I'm just trying mm. to just be as, just trying to speak from the heart, really, be authentic as yeah. I can, and just say, and I thought the more I share about what I'm going and the journey I'm going on through kind of radiotherapy and chemotherapy, and kind of before that, the build up to it, the more I share about what I've learned about life and, you know, that it is okay. I'd say it is okay to, let your emotions out and yep. have a cry or whatever, whatever release is good for you, you know. Yeah. I uh, don't really talk about that kind of stuff, but I find your energy has got to go somewhere. So I just thought I'd learned so much and how useful letting go of emotions are Um, through that period that I thought I need to, kind it's going to be good for me to share it. And hopefully I'll inspire a few other kind folks of out there to do that as well. Um. Because you. we can quite easily keep these things built up inside and then they go somewhere and come out at the wrong time in a fashion that we didn't really want them to. Um, exactly. Yeah. Like as a management,
0: you know, shouting at someone or so, you know, yeah. because it all comes out indirect, doesn't it? And that's what mm. I learned about even in relationships. It's never, no one's ever really arguing about what's on TV. It's all about these built up things about, I am frustrated in the relationship for X, Y, Z, and it comes out like, ah. Oh, your shows on again, and, and 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 that's an extreme example, but I think it comes out a bit. I know what you're saying. Yeah, that's very perceptive that you've great awareness of that statement yeah um Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's. I'm aware of it, but then and then I can be aware of it in my personal relationship. But it's very hard to tackle it, or it's very interesting when one person's got mm-hmm. that how to defuse the bomb because you yeah. know you don't want it to explode, right? Because that's the that's the danger, and that and that's the the interesting thing of of. Um, of coaching, but I tell, I tell you what David, because there's a, there's a, what's really interesting here now, and I love the story and background, but I, I also, we have a unique situation here because you also understand architectural professionals for 50 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So maybe just a little bit of fun and we haven't prepped this because you know what I'm I, I do not, and for listeners, I do not really prepare these. I kind of like to see where the conversation goes. but. Maybe thinking of architects in particular, there's going to be a lot of people listening to and mm. we'll start off with more because we could talk about people in business who are managing, but also job seekers as, as well. Do you have any tips? Because a lot of the listeners are currently job seeking and, and all this stuff. Is there any like little tidbits that you would tell people in terms of adapting and flowing and just dealing with this stressful situation? Because looking for a job is stressful.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, it's stressful. And managing people is stressful as well. So whichever end you're at, um, it's going to be, you know, we can and we create stress. I guess the key thing I'd say, the things that I've learned over the last year or so is we put so much pressure on ourselves. So A, mm. take that pressure off yourself. And you can start that, doing that by um, telling yourself the right message every morning. Um, you know, the self talk, you know, the kind of instead of kind of beating yourself up over the way you spoke to someone yesterday or the thing you didn't do that you should be doing, should you be doing it? Is it good for you? Well, if it's good for you, do it. If it's not, then don't worry about it. Um so send yourself a nice message every day. Don't beat yourself up because if you beat yourself up, it's kind of you're fighting with yourself and it's just gonna affect other areas of your life and that frustration will come through. Um mm. and what you wanna do is you wanna build particularly if you're job searching, or you're trying to manage a team in a way that you want to feel confident. Um, so look, there's so many uncertainties out there in generally. So let's just assume that everything is uncertain. Um, but what we can do is we try and build up our confidence by believing in ourselves and mm-hmm. just trusting, slowing down. I like I think you said it earlier on, almost the, the power of slowing down, stepping back and, um don't have to give the perfect answer you don't have to give say for, i guess say you're on uh, you can do lots of work to build up to an interview for example in terms of like just giving yourself some positive manchester say to say today i'm going to be i believe in myself i'm going to get the perfect job the right thing will come along i just trust the and i trust me and yeah and also i love me and that's, that's either going to resonate with people or it's not, but find the right word to say, I think I'm ace. You don't have to say the word love, but love's quite a powerful word. So you can do the things to get your confidence there in the first place, as well as letting go of any negativity, because negativity builds up and gets us tense and stressed. So if we can let go of that, and I do that by going into a room at the end of the day and just saying, oh, I release all negativity and just, just, just shake it out. And that was a song, wasn't it? But quite literally, I look like an idiot, but it works. You know, for me, I just have to let go of something because we're all holding on to some sort of negativity. So let go of that. But then when you're in a job interview or you're giving, you're a manager in front of a lot of people or a small team, whatever it is, just take your time, slow down and take a step back. And you don't have to make the perfect speech. You can speak from the heart and. If someone asks you a question, say, do you know what? I don't actually know, but I'd be really interested to find out the answer. Don't just back yourself. And it comes down to kind of just trusting yourself a little bit, trusting that in that moment, you will do the best you can do. And that's all you can do. And Mm. what will be will be, but because you will be you and you can build up your confidence and just slow down, take your time and... Don't worry about the fear of judgment. Don't worry about the fear of saying the wrong thing. The fear of um you know being perfect. None of us are perfect. We're not meant to be. We're meant to be how we are. You know, that doesn't mean we can't improve. It just means the expectation of perfection is just we're perfect in our imperfection. That's the phrase that I think. So just mm-hmm. take some pressure off yourself. Talk to yourself nicely, your internal talk. Slow down. And just tell yourself the right message. You know, those are a few very key, simple things. We can do that every morning and every day. And honestly, Wim Hof method, it's great for confidence. It's great for mental health, great for immune systems. So you don't get as many colds, um, cold showers and breathing retention work is done wonders for me. And so many people I know um, through a group that I've become involved in um, have either from mental health, you know, clinical depression or arthritis. It just, it seems to be, um, curing so many things. So anyone else listening, please check out the Wim Hof method. And because Wim is just full of love. He's a great guy and he's just out there. He's stumbled onto some amazing techniques, which have been there for a long time, but he's kind of brought them up to date almost. Um, and they really are that powerful and they help us tap into parts of the brain that can really help us actually do anything we want to, you know, um, oh. and I'm
0: so... getting like a free session here. You know, I'm lucky and I'm just, I love <laughs> it. I win half. I'm going to check that out because that is very, in- very interesting. I, um, when you were thinking, when you were talking about all that stuff, um, I was thinking about interviews in, in particular, because it's a big thing that comes up on the architecture social mm-hmm. and it's a big thing that I always think back. And I remember very normal, you know, when you're younger and, and, and you go into the interviews, you're very, oh, you're worried, you're worried about what you're saying. And you think before you go in there, it's a weird psychological thing we do where we go like, they're not going to like me, I'm not going to get the job. And then you, it's weird because that exudes out, isn't it, to your analogy. And I know you what, what I love about your advice, it applies in many different ways. It's just interesting in interviews that if you go into it, like, they're not going to hire me. It really, that that just seeps into the DNA. Well, you're starting you to believe, believe it. In it. Yeah, yeah you're it. like this, so, and you're meek, and you, but, yeah, you, you you lose that footing. Whereas if you you went into it, like, uh, there's two things that work. I think either you'd be proud of yourself, and you go, I'm mm-hmm. just going to go into it, or you just say, whatever going to happen, happens. And
1: that works for me. And you know? it's beautiful, yeah. Whatever will happen will happen, and you, that's a great you've just reminded me of Stephen and that's kind of freaky go into a job interview A before you go in either listen to a bit of music that pumps you up or just do some slow breathing just to kind of calm yourself down in through the nose just really slow in and out but then when you're in there it's just um, look at it as a learning experience just be curious just be oh well, okay I'd love to know about you guys here's about me but it's it's a two-way thing it really is a two-way thing um and when you can start to look at things as a two-way thing and almost a learning experience, use an interview as an experience, an opportunity to learn something new about them, and let them learn something new about you. Um, and with that mindset, you can take the pressure off yourself so that you can relax. Because we all know that when we relax in an interview, in a speech, whatever it is, ah, uh, we can start to tap into who we are, true potential, and just when you and I are relaxed, we're. Either playing amazing songs on the guitar or doing whatever we are, you know, you just you suddenly just find this confidence, um, and it it is there, um, and we can tap into it. So just relax, and it's a learning experience. It's a two way process, Fuse. It really is. Um, and the more we can think of it that way, the more it will take the pressure off. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, well said. I was I've been so in like in because. But the other thing is listening is a skill and, and, and I try to always, so it depends on my mood, unless is what it all taps in because I'm not perfect, but I try to stay in the conversation and be present. And I think you're uh, quite successfully done that. Whereas sometimes, you know, when you go off and you're not really there. So I've not even done my sound. So I've <laughs> been very present. I've been enjoying it as well. And the other thing I'd like to add is. I make loads of mistakes and I think people think of mistakes as uh, shame attached. There's some mistakes, you're a failure, you're an idiot, you know, these inner monologues Mm -hmm. and actually in business, when I've made from mistakes come successes, you learn lessons, you improve, you, there's so many benefits to making mistakes. And what I was going to say, Damon, when you were talking about public speaking, the 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 one I always think is live stream scary. You know, it's so scary, and, and I I've gotten used to it. And today I did a live stream, and the prese- uh, one of my guests just the connection died for like two minutes, and rather than freaking out, we dealt with it. But the most bizarre one that now I know everything will be fine is. So I have this soundboard here, and I'm going to demonstrate it with all these quirky, quick noises. But you know, you know, and then what with all these noises. I've got some voices. And if I click it, it's got all these crazy voices. Now i got to put it back. But basically, my partner cleaned my streaming thing with a duster, daemon. <laughs> and, and you know where this is going, because it duster, And they have got physical buttons here, right? So, you know, it cleaned it, duster, cleaning it all. So it was set on the worst setting, like a Mickey Mouse setting. And I did like seven minutes of a live stream on my own where I talked about CVs on LinkedIn sounding like Mickey Mouse. And it was only to like seven minutes one guy was like, have you heard your voice? And I could feel, I had that millisecond of like the blood drained from me. And it was that moment of like, right, I can either crawl into a ball and die here or just make a joke that I've sounded like Mickey Mouse seven minutes and carry on. I just carried on, but it's taken me this long to do that. And I guess what I'm saying is if any of the listeners here are worried about their failures and stuff, try broadcasting out on LinkedIn and something like Mickey Mouse. It, it, once that happens, it was almost liberating, you yeah. know, so it, it should have been like a terrible it, Well, why should it be a terrible thing? That's, that's again, it's why do we imprint this stuff as it being a failure? So <laughs> I just wanted to impart that little weird story because the,
1: I, I, I feel better when I make mistakes. Absolutely. I can, uh, yeah. And down to, you know, there's a philosophy and principle from the coaching school I come from and, uh, I sincerely believe in that's What about if we bought into the concept that there are no mistakes, you know, it's just a learning curve and that's just called life. You know? Everything happens for a reason and they're not, let's not get, if we can remove judgment, mistake, call it something else. Let's reframe it. Um It's just an experience to learn something new and trust that we'll handle it in a moment. There are only opportunities to grow. There are no problems. Um Yeah. So, yeah, but I love the fact that you've just uh, owned that, embraced it. And the more you own it, embrace things, then you do grow and uh, you suddenly realize. Oh, yeah, I handled that as well. And what's the worst that's going to happen?
0: Nothing, I mean, nothing, nothing negative happened. And <laughs> and it's kind of forgotten about. And, you know, in our head, we build this up like the, mm-hmm. you know, the flashbacks. I always get a weird dream every few years that I was back in school and I've studied for a few years. And then someone tells me, well, you never went to your Welsh. You know, all these weird things where you worry about it. And the uh, point is, it all goes. Damon, I always think, like, in these interviews, it's always the host is asking questions one way. So I always say, so I guess, if there's any questions that they have for me, and I haven't prepared anything, and you haven't, just whatever's on your mind, do you have any one or two questions you'd like to ask me, Damon?
1: Um, well, it's, uh, well, I could ask you a lot of questions here. Anything. Um, What is, um... I was going to ask you what your biggest insecurity is, but that's quite a deep one. And, uh, you don't necessarily have to go into that because, uh,
0: uh I got it. a fit, I got, a, I got, a, they change. It used to be massively, I fa- I'll go for it. It used to be massively about failure. It used to massively be, I think like, even though I didn't know it is because I wasn't doing my part free, that means I'm a failure, but aggressively pursue success. So in recruitment. I had to be the best with integrity. That's the thing. So, and I know you're integral, but recruitment, you can make a lot of money and it's fine if you don't care about it, but you can have a high drop rate and high drop rate because I always cared about it, but I had to be the best because I was completely insecure with it. So that's my biggest insecurity um, at the moment, what I am aware. So what I've gone from being in denial. I mean, you know, in the States of what's it? Unconscious denial, unconscious denial. Oh, I don't know. What's the word statement of those things? You know, with the, you go up and up and up where you, you like. Your awareness kind of increased. Yeah. Basically at the. moment. Which, yeah. yeah. So my insecurity as a person, because I spent so long building the Arctic social, I set up my business. And so that's kind of there now, but it's kind of come at a cost to my personal house. So I've got lots of suits in the cupboard, which don't fit, <laughs> right? So that's like where I'm trying to get the balance. So mm-hmm. that's, that I can feel that insecurity coming, and rather than bottling it up, that's why I talk about it now. That's why when you asked it, it's okay. And I jumped on it. So you know it's the best thing to do and then it's dealing with it. So mm-hmm. my goal is to get a balance um, because that I'm aware of. You know, if you've given a lot, you know, there's like that saying, first it giveth, then take it for weight. I kind of like that as well, because that's the architecture of social. It's like I get so much from it. But there's also, there's that churn, and it's been on my um, physical health, which affects my mental health, so I've got to work on my physical health.
1: And hey, that, There you go. That, was, that, was, thank you. With that thing. was, well, it was very much dealing with it, and I hope... A I feel a little bit mean because that you put me on the spot there and I was like, I really would have asked this question, but uh No, it's okay. Also, it, thank yeah, you for embracing yeah. it. And what I take from that is that you've just shown given a bit of A take confidence yourself, but uh hopefully given uh the listeners a little bit insight into who you are as a person. You're it's okay to be vulnerable and you're a great example of that. Um you've also got great character, Steven, you know, you're full of life and that Mickey Mouse thing. It was almost like, well you can pull that off because you're you, and you've got that <laughs> personality and character to. Uh, um, so, one thing I do hope you give yourself enough credit and uh, give yourself the nice self-talk about how uh, how awesome you are, because. Uh, I
0: I I appreciate that, but you know what's funny, and I I tell you what, I am working on is receiving compliments. It's hard, isn't it? You know, it's that weird. I don't know what it is, Damon, and I really appreciate what you're saying that. And I have that weird thing in the brain where I'm like, no, I won't make it. You know, when it's just like, I don't know if it's the channel of Bing thing, but you get what I mean, where it's mm-hmm. like one was programmed to go to sense of humor or something rather than taking a compliment. But thank you. I really appreciate that there you go. That's enough, but that's a bigger one, which I'm more okay with. But it is interesting. We struggle as human beings taking compliments.
1: Yeah. I've gone the reverse these days, well, not the reverse, but I actually could have do ask my mum and dad and, and Amanda by the half to, uh, to tell me how well I'm doing sometimes just to kind of boost my confidence. You know, oh, I believe great. ask the universe for what you need. And, uh, some days I was like, how, what am I doing? Okay, fine. And, uh, thanks. Cause I need to hear it from someone else because I tell yourself it all the time, but then the little doubt creeps in as well. So it's i uh, I've learned to just graciously, um, accept a compliment because you could tell if it's genuine and uh yeah from, from me to you it was very genuine and i uh i'm kind of forever thankful of that message you sent me last year and that was a genuine one so i could see through the the linkedin kind of dancing that we were doing before then to see straight <laughs> that's through. Just, that's just that's is, just weird it's rich, but it, yeah and
0: i appreciate it but it's weird that it's more like um i don't even know it's like a tribal weird it's like a, that's like recruitment though we could talk for hours of just how <laughs> bizarre things can be and i think that um i would have a good time you would have a good time probably half our listeners would be like what the bloody hell are they on about <laughs> uh, yeah we uh, we'll probably save that for another day but just before we go again is there any last little questions you'd like to add damon or no
1: no We're i think good. i just really appreciate you having me on and uh look it's just just going to catch up and uh so the listeners know you know i have you've had a couple of little chats but not really this is the longest time we've spoken so it's actually really nice to kind of uh, spend a bit of time chatting to you and and i'm sure we'll uh, be great to kind of keep in touch in the future
0: that's right well i think so too i keep watching the content so everyone out there i want you to check out adapt and flow but damon if you could
1: do me the honors of telling me where people can find you that would be amazing yeah and that is very simply uh, www.adaptandflow. So it's spelling the A N D, adaptandflow.co.uk. And uh, you've got all the social media links on there. So you can watch my videos on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube um, about me going through my. Uh, they're mostly about uh, the power of positivity and the kind of journey I've been on through kind of radiotherapy chemo over the last year, trying to turn a challenge into an opportunity to grow because if I can do it, anyone can do it. And then yeah, I, uh, we all have this amazing power within us that we don't actually realize, or we don't give ourselves credit for you, me, everyone. We just need to tap into it and it's life is that simple. Awaken that power and tap into it. So, uh, yeah, come and look me up and, uh, just follow me from up afar and, uh, give me a little comment every now and then if something resonates, it resonates. If it doesn't, so be it, you know, that's, uh, it will resonate if you're at the right place at the right time. Yeah.
0: absolutely i think it's like a little calm little oasis in this noisy online world so that's what i enjoy. thank you for being on here i really appreciate it you give up your evening as well but i have kind of enjoyed the chat as well and it's kind of what's interesting is that it can be relaxed and composed yet we're recording they're gonna put it in everyone's spotify and stuff so there's a bit of a weird a dichotomy there but I feel like it's been a relaxed chat from the heart. So thank you so much. I will end the podcast now, Damon. You stay on the line while I hit the stop button. And now I got to look at the camera and say goodbye to everyone. If you've gone all the way through, well done. You've done an hour of your time. I really appreciate it. Drop Damon a comment. And if you have any suggestions or comments to me, feel free to put a comment and subscribe or whatever, like all them YouTubers say. Thank you so much and have a fantastic morning or evening. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Take care.